Hello, everybody. Jeff Mason, Simple Biz 360 Podcast, uh, coming to you from uh, stlouispodcast.com out here in Chesterfield, Missouri, in their new studios. We did our first uh, episode, episode 19. This is episode 20. This is a lot of fun. So today we're going to be talking about when in the middle. We set it up last week. So let's just kind of jump right in if we can. What do I really mean about, you know, winning the middle? What are some of the tools? What are some of the, the, the ways to get to that middle? Well, the middle is a situation where you want to uh, avoid the customer selecting either or. And think about that for a second, because, hey, that guy, Jeff Mason, I either like him or I hate him. You, you want to avoid that. To win the middle, it's my, it's my opinion after 35 years of doing this that professionalism wins the middle. Yes, it does. And how you define professionalism, I define it a little bit differently than you may. Uh, one of my ways to define it, which I have given to uh, brands that I represent or given it to customers over the years, but basically this is what I define professionalism as. Be courteous, be prompt, be reliable, be consistent, be respectful, be informative, be educational, be humble, be detailed, be knowledgeable, be organized, be proactive, and be integrity-driven. Now, do I fail? Absolutely. Have I failed even after I've known that I need to shore something up and I, I failed previously? Yes. Now, uh, you know, it's something that's it's a work in progress. You know, improvement is just something that we always constantly have to be engaged in. And, you know, we do slip up. We, I, 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 you know, last week I told you I let my family down. I've let customers down. There are plenty of people out there that do not like me. Trust me. And, uh, you know, I, nothing you can do about it. I mentioned my buddy from uh, high school last show, Randy Confer. I'll mention, mention him again. I, I'll never forget that one of his girlfriends just didn't like me. And I just, I said, Randy, what's the deal? He's like, Jeff, everybody can't like everybody else. That has stuck with me. I can tell you where we were driving in Mountainside, New Jersey when he said that. And that has stuck with me all, my, uh, all these years. It's just so real. Everybody's not going to like everybody else. And, you know, that's just, the, that's just the way it is. But do you want, as a business owner, as a business operator, to have way less of that, people who don't like you, and way more of people that do? So I say professionalism wins that battle consistently. So, you know, find your quiet place, guys. I, 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 I go to Windridge Solitude here. It's down in Lawndale, Missouri. You, you get a cabin for a night, and you have a day, and a night, and another day. Oh, man, just reflect. Just think about, uh, you know, deeply what you define professionalism as. And, and, and take, it back to your, um, take it back to your daily efforts and plug in those, those elements. Now, if you, if you rewind the, the chapters in our book to the core chapter, you know, there are some core values. Really, those things I just read you, that defines professionalism for me, but it's also my core values and also core values that I would suggest that you investigate and, and look into. Um, again, there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, connectivity between some of the tools in our book. We've got 255 of them, and they do. They intertwine, they overlap, they're woven together in some way, shape, or form, um, and, you know, that's uh, just how it is. So, 
these that I just read you can also be found in the core chapter, which I encourage you to, you know, really establish your core values and then inject them into your daily operations. And, and that'll be part of your professionalism aura, if you will, you know, and you'll, you'll, you'll put it together in, in, in one package. You know, then the other part of winning the middle is you really in that quiet place, and I really encourage you in that quiet place to, to dive into, think about what customers like and think about what customers dislike. You know, and I, I, I don't want you to get uh, discouraged when you hear me, oh, geez, he's talking about bad things now. We're talking about, you know, you know constantly talking about upbeat, up, you know, tempo things. It, okay, you can do that, but... Again, so many of my answers have been found at the lowest points, right? You heard about all my failures in episode 19. So you can glean a lot of great advice from losing. You just can. You have to make sure you pull out of the losing experience what you can to make the winning happen more often and to appreciate the winning uh, more often. So just, you know, keep that in mind. But think about this, likes and dislikes. Really, you got to really think about it as business operators because oftentimes customers are not going to tell you what they like and what they dislike. Remember, silent business killers, silent business killers. What's the rule there? 26 out of 27 people have had a bad experience. They don't complain. Why? They don't expect any change. They don't expect anybody to do anything, right? 91% of those people never come back. Zippo, gone, out, done, just bye-bye, ta-ta. They don't come back, right? And then you have uh, that other phenomena where uh, you've got a sliver of those people that go out and tell nine to 10 uh, of their friends about the experience. And then you have the 13% of those people who go out and tell 20 people or more. So that, 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 that's how the silent business killer spreads. So think about this. Arrogance, boasting, embellishment, empty claims, blame shifting. Those are things customers don't like. I mean, they just don't. I don't care what business you're in. So think about the opposite. What's the opposite of arrogance? Confidence in a way, right? What's the opposite of boasting? Humility. Don't boast. What's the opposite of empty claims? Evidence, right? Evidence defeats disbelief. The Magnificent Seven. Remember that episode? Go back and listen to The Magnificent Seven. Um, you have uh, blame shifting, right? Ownership. We did, a, we did a Tuesday tip video way back in uh, late or 2019 on owning mistakes. Again, people hate to hear you just shift the blame. Take ownership if you've done something wrong. It, it, you know, you did it. Take, take ownership, right? And so those are some very, very valuable lessons. But think about likes and dislikes. Avoid the either or, right? And try to hone in on some of those core values and some of those things that define professionalism. So just to kind of do a, 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 a quick recap. Um, again, the middle is... Um, if you believe in Pareto's principle, which we've discussed before, you know, it's that 80, 20, 20, 80 rule. You get 80% of your business from 20% of your customers. You get 80% of your problems from 20% of your customers. You, um, you know, probably gain 80% of your weight from 20% of your foods. I mean, it goes on and on. But, you know, it, it, when you think about the divisions, and I think about that 10% on the losing 10% or losing 10% on the winning. And then I think about that big cluster in the middle. That's huge. And 
after so much losing in my life, that's where I wanted to be. I wanted to be with the middle, with the realistic middle, knowing that that's generally where I'm going to spend most of my time and to carve out a good living for my family, to carve out retirement, to pay for the kids' colleges, to do all that. That's where I had to, I had to meander and, and go through all that, right? And just think about that. Uh, you know, uh, in your own particular business and life, it, it's really uh, beneficial to, to try to structure your business that way. So if you're gregarious and boastful and embellisher, you may think you're getting over on people. And seriously, holy smokes, you may think you're, you're all that in a bag of chips. Guess what? Most of these people are seeing right through you. They're cutting right through your BS. And they're seeing you for what you are. So you know, think about that. And if you don't, you know, I mean, trust me, that's just, I don't need empirical data on that. That's just life. Okay. And just uh, try to understand that if you're that way, you're not going to win the middle as well. If you're unenthusiastic, you're a wet noodle, you're just like, oh, ho oh, hum. You're like Eeyore from right Winnie the Pooh. Oh, hey, Pooh. Yeah. I mean, People are going to go like, ah, oh, really? I don't want to do business with this. People do business with people they like. I learned that a long time ago. Now, they don't have to love you. People do business with people they like. They like that 80%. They'll like you. They'll, they'll tolerate it. They'll, they'll say, you know what? Not tolerate. They'll accept it because they'll say, you know what? I really don't like the guy that much, but he's professional. I really don't like that woman that much, but yeah, she's definitely professional. I'd rather give that professional person my money. So, you know, that's what happens in that case. So just think about it. Do you want to go to the quiet place? I really, really, I'm, I'm one of these big guys on doing that. I spend a lot of time in a car. It's my quiet place a lot of times in a car. So I encourage you to do the same thing. Um, try to find what you can, when you can. And, but, you know, windridgesolitude.org, uh, phenomenal place. Um, Sister Carolyn, Sister... Uh, Mary, Sister Michelle, Sister Malia, it's a Catholic-run um, uh, facility, 137 acres, phenomenal. Think about it, Lonedale, Missouri. All right, so we're going to dip into the Lost in the Shuffle track this week. Well, Deep Purple is one of my just, you know, <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. I love Deep Purple. There's no question about it. And one of my buddies, Mike McGovern, played an album for me when it came out, Who Do We Think We Are? And Who Do We Think We Are came out in 1973. And there's a track midway through that album that's called Rat Bat Blues, probably one of the best rock and roll screams in that song I've ever heard. But man, again, check out the card right up in your upper right-hand corner if you're watching it on YouTube. Click onto it. Listen to this. What a kick-butt tune from a kick-butt band. So don't forget, hold on to your sand. Your sand is your profitability. Keep pleasing customers because you don't have any sand. If you don't have customers, you got to please them. You got to get them to come back. Got to get them to refer you to other people. Please do that. And if you're out there driving, keep that shiny side up, which means keep your nice, you know, keep your car, keep your truck, keep your motorcycle on two wheels or four wheels upright. All right. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week, folks.